African savannah on safari, looking for... Mike, is that a lion stalking us? I think it's something much scarier. It's a search term report, and someone has keywords with 150% ACOS. Oh no, they never added any negative keywords. Oh, and it looks like all their bids are just $3. No bid optimization? We're in trouble. We need to do something about this giant ACOS, but I don't know if we can do it alone. Oh no, it's the Ad Badger. Should we run? No, no, no. The Ad Badger can save us. He'll rip that high ACOS to shreds with bid optimization and negative keywords. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Brett from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all of the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. What is going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? Let's get ready to learn about some Amazon PPC. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Stephen. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, everybody? And uh, I think last week, Michael, we were just talking about how you were in Barcelona and uh, doing some traveling, doing some business work. And I'm wondering, where are you now? Are you still in Barcelona? Have you moved on? Uh, So if anyone's watching this (laughs) on YouTube, you can see that I'm in some kind of dark cubby hole. <laughs> uh, I'm still in Barcelona. It's about 11 p.m. And let's jump into what we're talking about today. We're going to be talking about setting realistic expectations for PPC. Uh, with Amazon PPC, there's so much buzz about it right now. And it's really funny. Yeah, it's just really interesting watching that evolution, uh, watching people go from you know, hey, nobody gave, you know, two thoughts about Amazon advertising, you know, seven years ago when I first started doing it as a service. And then today there's such a gigantic surge of excitement, energy, interest, everything about Amazon PPC. And with that comes a lot of content that says things like, you know, how I get a 1% ACoS, how I quadrupled yeah. my sales and how I did all these crazy things so, so, so fast. So, I'd like to believe that it has peaked and it's sort of getting more sober. It's getting more sort of practical. It's getting more realistic, getting more based on real stories of real <laughs> practitioners actually doing Amazon marketing as opposed to maybe people just overhyping it. So I'd like to think those days are behind us, but um, that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, setting realistic expectations. What can you expect within 30 days, like a good 30 days jammed in, logged in on your Amazon ads account? Yeah. And I think this is just such an important topic for everybody from all like different aspects of Amazon advertising. Like if you are, um, you know, if you're an ad manager at some massive Amazon like consultancy agency thing, like this, this episode is going to be about like, how do you manage the expectations from your clients? Um, if you are just like a, you know, a, a solopreneur, this is about like, how do you manage your personal expectations and how do you also, you know, deal with all the people who are trying to sell you on their, either their content or their platforms or their agencies, whatever. Cause there's so much like clickbait out there. That's just like, you know, how I got a 1% a cost in three days or how I doubled my revenue in three days or how I cut my ad spend in half in what about one this day. One? 
how my VA who doesn't even speak English, like quadrupled my profits on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so much of that out there. And uh, Mike, I know one thing that you've been uh, really, I guess, like adamant about is making sure AdBadger never becomes that way, which I think is really cool. You know, like we don't, we don't try to sell people on the you know, how to quadruple your conversion rates with this one simple trick or whatever like that. So, um, yeah, we just, we try to be as, as down to earth, I guess, as possible. Yeah. You know what it is? I feel like there's so much, I I think it's called survivorship bias where, you know, one person finds like one, one extraordinary result and then doesn't really understand why they got that result. And they'd sort right. of turn around and be like, oh, it's because I did these things. It's that it's one like, factor. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of college, became who he is today. It's like, yeah. I should drop out of college, therefore. Right. It's like, well, uh, you know. Yeah, the causation fallacy, I think, mm-hmm. is what they call it. Regardless if you're a company owner, you work at a large brand, or you are doing Amazon marketing as a service, people are going to ask you, and you're going to have to think about what should I expect over the next 30 days of my ad account? That is what we're getting into today. Uh, so let's jump in to the main segment. It's really interesting when you think about what can I expect in the next 30 days, you know, in order to look from into the future, you need to learn from the past. We got to talk about the accounts history. Uh, and there's a lot to consider here. You know, is the Amazon brand is the product is the company on an upward trend or downward trend and this plays a huge factor into what you could expect in the next 30 days. I mean Stephen, we see all kinds of products. We see everyone from super large brands spending $500,000 a month to, you know, first-time solopreneurs who are spending their first $100 a month on their Amazon ads with no reviews. So we see everything. And I'd love to hear your sort of perspective about, you know, what kinds of trends do you see when people first come to you and say, hey, Stephen, can you lend me your experience? Can you share some thoughts about my campaigns? What are the things that you look for and, and sort of try to categorize those? Yeah. So we as a company, we don't see ourselves as an agency, meaning we don't really do a lot of hands-on managed services. Uh, We are a software company primarily, um, although we sometimes take on a few clients as like a managed service thing, just kind of on a, you know, exceptional basis. But uh, we get like hundreds of uh, customers just writing into our like, uh, our like customer support channel, like asking questions about what's going on with their Uh, with their ad campaigns. And so we get a lot of exposure to just what people are thinking about as far as Amazon advertising uh, is, yeah, as far as that goes. Uh, And one of the biggest things that people basically write in asking or are expecting, you know, our app to do is basically to get them a ton of sales extremely quickly at an extremely affordable ACoS. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're basically just looking for, yeah, I just want a ton of sales uh, fast and I want my ad spend to be super cheap. And mm-hmm. they kind of expect it that as soon as you flip this switch on this app, um, that that's just going to happen pretty much instantaneously. Right. So when it comes to the sort of the history of an account, I think it's either one of three 
recent histories. One, it's completely brand new, uh, meaning you have not yet established product market fit. You don't know that when you place an ad in front of people, if they will resonate with it. So what are your thoughts on trying to set expectations for a completely brand new product? Um, you know, can you even set expectations for a completely brand new company, brand new product? Yeah, that's one of, I think, probably one of the biggest questions that we get is someone is doing a brand new product. Uh, I mean, I think just like new product launches are probably one of the biggest um, conundrums for Amazon sellers because they're just wondering, you know, how do I get how do I get sales quickly? Like, And I think that's probably the, the, the biggest condition under which someone would want all three of those things that we just talked about, the uh, a ton of sales very quickly at a profitable, mm -hmm. you know, a cost. Right. Um, so when those people write in the, the very first thing I do is I tell them, you've got to manage your expectations. And if you don't mm -hmm. have at least, at least 15 reviews, which is Amazon's recommendation with at least, um, you know, four star average ratings, um, mm -hmm. you can't really expect to get a, a super, you know, profitable a cost, um, because right conversion rates are just going to be so low. I, and I'm pretty sure that star It'll rating. It'll never be that hard. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And and um, star rating and number of reviews for sure goes into Amazon's algorithmic, you know, ranking system. So without that boost to your organic rank and your ad rank, um, your CPCs are just going to naturally be higher because you've got to pay more to be in those top spots. And with a lower conversion rate, I mean that it's it's your cost per click times your conversion rates. That's really a matter of your uh, your overall a cost so that's right without you know, the reviews brand, it, it's tough mm -hmm. yeah with a brand new product your first milestone you know the first mile marker that you're trying to get to is just is this product viable you know when it's served amongst your competitors do people prefer it and i think that's a really heavy question to ask you know when somebody's first starting out on their Amazon marketing PPC journey, but it is the first question to ask, you know, not every product is going to be a slam dunk right from the get go. Right. So, some will, you know, unfortunately never make it. Some need more time to sort of learn and massage the product title and the images and the star rating and all these different things. So it's important to remember the first milestone that you're trying to get to is, is this product viable? So yeah. after we, we have that history, we can then, we're then in either one of two situations. Is this product and is this campaign on an upward trend or downward trend? And we've seen plenty of both, you know, trying to amplify, sort of trying to pour gasoline on the fire, or are we trying to stop the boulder from coming down the hill and turn that around and start pushing it back up the hill? Um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, taking over an account that's on an upward trend. Yeah, I think just understanding uh, the niche that you're in and the competition that you're going up against is so important uh, just before even determining what product you're going to be selling. Because I've seen some accounts where they sell products that are going for, they're selling for hundreds of dollars uh, a unit. And yet the CPCs on those products are under under a dollar. I mean, like we're talking about 50 cent CPCs mm -hmm. uh, because the competition is so low. One of those, well, I probably shouldn't say it because that would, that would probably bring more competition to this, to this <laughs> niche for our customer. But, um, you know, you have, you have those kinds of, 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 of niches and, um, there are other situations where, so like that would be an example of, of an account that's on an upward trend because they're getting more traction. They basically have total dominance over the marketplace. Um, 
because like, for example, I, I'm pretty sure they're the only ones running sponsored brand ads because it's such an obscure uh, uh, niche that they're in. And they are, and by the way, if, if anyone's picked up on it, I think I've switched back and forth between calling it niche and niche. I don't have a preference. I, I switch back and forth all the time. But uh, they're, they're sponsored brand ads. I mean, sponsored brand ads, you're getting four times the amount of real estate. That should be four times as expensive. And yet those are the ads that are mm-hmm. like 50 cents. Right. So, and I don't think, and they're winning like the majority of the impressions for sure. So like they're winning like the, the search engine market share. Um, they just like, they just don't have competition. So, so that's huge. But then on the other hand, as far as a downward trend goes, um, I've seen accounts that are selling something like just for example, let's say like Ziploc bags. And that's like, you're competing with Ziploc, you know, that's Mm -hmm. like trying to sell like Kleenex tissues and you're competing with Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Um, people are typing into the search bar Kleenex and the only thing that you're going to, you know, maybe you've got enough solid reviews and a low enough, uh, price that you can like win out. But like, I don't know, it's just, it's so complicated because if you go too low, people are just going to think that your product's garbage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, I mean, I think just understanding that is probably like, and the trends that are going on in your marketplace are just so important for setting realistic goals and expectations for your account overall. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we were talking about this uh, just the other day on how it's almost like a scale of one to 10. It's it's almost like a a Richter scale where the bigger the number, the more effort it takes to go from a seven to an eight, where basically at a one is an intense downward trend. Meaning if you don't touch that campaign, it will fall in half without even doing anything. And then all the way on the 10 side, this is somebody on a super upward trend that if you don't even touch the campaigns, it'll double within the next 30 days without even trying. You know, market conditions, weak competition, uh, really easy CPCs, you know, there's definitely campaigns out there in particular markets where they have bad campaign setup. They, you know, the person managing the campaigns doesn't really know what they're doing. Uh, but the campaign seems to be totally fine just because it's sort of soft competition, uh, and sort of the right product at the right time. Uh, Um, so it's, it's, always interesting to sort of first gauge where the company is at. And and I think, you know, the first thing is as sort of any marketer or any business owner, freelancer, marketer, brand manager, we sort of need to realize that, you know, we're on that scale somewhere, meaning we might be at a 10 and we're riding high. We have lots of momentum. We have lots of inertia. We sort of can't lose at a 10. Or we're at a one where we're sort of fighting for our lives where, you know, CPCs are getting more expensive, but our conversion rates aren't going up. So it's getting more and more difficult for us. So I think the first thing when setting expectations is really try to take a hard look at where you actually are, not where you would like to be. So I think it's really important to first assess, are we moving up or are we moving down? Uh, What is the direction of the water? Are we fighting upstream or do we have this really good stream carrying us down um, to where we want to go? So I think those are important to think about. And the way I like to sort of think about it is in your first 30 days, you can move one number. Uh, You can move from a five where, hey, you know, maybe things are stable 
and you can make them a little bit better to a six. Maybe things are at a nine and you can make it a 10. Maybe things are a one and you can make it a two, if that makes sense. And I know this is kind of heady and kind of uh, interesting to think about, but that's really what we're trying to work with. We're trying to basically take the momentum and either turn it around or amplify it. So what can you actually move in 30 days? And this brings us to the PPC triangle, uh, which is really what it's all about. Once you understand the PPC triangle and how it works, you can really get a strong grip of what to expect in your first 30 days of really getting serious about PPC optimization. Stephen, walk us through what the three parts of the PPC triangle are and how they, they play together. Yeah, and uh, before we kind of dive into that, I just want to give a little background to, I guess, like the, I guess the psych, the psychology, the the principles of the how, of how a triangle works. Um, I got, first got exposed to the triangle when I was in college, where someone said that there's three sides of this triangle. Um, you can only choose two at any given time. So for college, it's you can either have sleep, good grades, or a social life, and basically yes. you you can't have all three. It's kind of like that you can't you know, have your cake and eat it too. So, mm-hmm. uh, for Stephen, me, I chose, about, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> when you were talking about triangles, I thought you were about to say that you were in the Illuminati. Oh no, no, no. I, 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 I applied, but they didn't, they didn't let me okay. in. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the, it's the principle that, you know, of the, of the best three things that you'd want, you can only ever have at, at most two of those three things. Um, so for Amazon advertising and really for all PPC in general, uh, the three sides are um, you can have you know total sales volume, you could have efficiency of your ad spend or a really good ACOS, or you could have speed. Um, so basically, if you were to put those two, or yeah, take two any two of sides, any two of the sides of that triangle and, and put them together, you'd see that you could either get a ton of sales super quickly, or you could get a very efficient ad spend, uh, your ACOS extremely quickly, or you could get both uh, a really good sales volume and efficiency of ad spend, but you might be in the long, uh, yeah, the long race at that point and, and have to take a little bit more time before you actually reach that goal. And that's right. You know, speed, sales volume, or efficiency, these are the things that you get to tap into and you can really only pick two. And, you know, if you had to put a let's take a a tangible example uh, and maybe try to put some approximations on it. So let's say we had an account that was spending a thousand bucks and was generating $10,000 of revenue. So they had a 10% ACOS. They come to you and they say, hey, I'm currently spending a thousand bucks, doing $10,000 of revenue. Uh, So I'm at a 10% ACOS. What can I expect in the first 30 days of that account? What kind of information do you need to know first in order to try to set a reasonable expectation there? What kind of conversation do you have to have? Yeah, and, and for me, when it comes to talking about those goals, um, I always like to ask folks, you know, what is your primary objective? Is it to increase sales? Because if you want to do that, um, you know, one of the fastest ways to do that is to just increase your bids. That's going to get you more impressions on those auto campaigns, uh, phrase and broad match keywords, uh, as well as boosting your ad rank just in general across the board. But if your primary goal is to just get to efficiency of ad spend, I mean, for example, I saw a, uh, an account the other day that had a keyword that they were targeting. Um, and the keyword was this, it was set of, and that was it. Whoa. 
and it was a broad match keyword and it had hundreds of dollars of ad spend on that thing and just one single conversion out of like hundreds and hundreds of clicks it had Whoa. one conversion so on the one hand if you were to let's just say archive that keyword or, or at least put it at like a one cent bid um you know you're going to lose that one conversion that you that you would have had um mm-hmm. if you if you kept the keyword um, but you're cutting out hundreds of dollars of ad spend. So that's that's a bit of an extreme example. Um, but that's just kind of goes to show how like, you know, when you right. drop your bids or when you uh, when you basically like try to trim the fat from your accounts, um, you're going to lose a couple of sales here and there because that's just part of the nature of it. And it's not that like the keywords you were targeting were relevant. It's just that they were converting coincidentally, you know? Um, so I always mm-hmm. like to make that clear to folks because it's like, hey, we can get your ad spend to where it wants to, or sorry, your ACOS to where it wants to be. Like we can easily drop you from 80% ACOS to- Trim the fat. Yeah, 40 to 50% ACOS, but you might take a dip in your total sales in the process. Right. So, so that's one of the, the things you've got to think through about what's most important to you. Right, so it's easy to walk up to that person who's spending a thousand bucks, generating $10,000 of revenue, 10% ACOS. It would be relatively easy to go to them and be like, well, you know what? I'll trim the the worst three hundred dollars from your account, and then all of a sudden you'll be spending seven hundred bucks, and you'll be generating that ten thousand dollars, and now you're at a seven percent ACOS. And all you had to do was go in and pause a few things, or give things twenty cent bids to really reduce the spend on those, and then boom, you have moved, you know, what you wanted pretty fast. So speed and efficiency of spend, but because um, you did it quickly, but you're going to be struggling with sales volume. So then in, in another situation, let's say we have, you know, same sort of numbers and conditions, spend, somebody spending a thousand bucks, generating $10,000 of revenue. And they say, I want more sales. I want, I want to sort of move my, uh, total volume moving. Um, and I want a good ACOS. That's a very different conversation to have, you know, because if you were to look at that campaign and say, okay, great, while I'm looking at it, you're not running product targets and you're not running uh, category targets and, you know, we're not getting aggressive with competitor keywords or sort of generic keywords. We've got a lot of opportunity here to sort of grow and expand the account. Uh, And hey, maybe you're not even running auto campaigns on a lot of your uh, uh, products. You can take a look at that and say, well, you know, you're getting 10% ACoS right now. You're generating $10,000 of revenue. I can see a way within the next 30 days to launch all of these new campaigns for you. It's going to be, you know, good. We're going to expand. We're going to get so many new customers rolling into uh, our products. That's going to be great. But guess what? You know, if you launch 10 new keywords, you know, you may have five of them be winners right off the bat. Boom. Terrific. Great ACoS, great revenue right off the bat. And then you may have five that are total duds uh, that will just drive up the ACoS. So in that first 30-day window, sure, you'll get more sales, but you are going to be taking an ACoS hit. So your ACoS will be going up uh, just because you're sort of exploring new things. And and again, the cycle that you want to follow, it's sort of like a sine wave. So in that first 30 days, boom, increase in revenue, increase in ACoS because you tested a whole bunch of things, you're exploring, you're trying new things. But then your ACoS goes up, but your revenue goes up. So then what do we do next? Well, then we go in and we trim the fat. Boom. Now we, we brought it back down. We brought maybe the revenue down a little bit, uh, but we improved the ACoS. And then you sort of repeat 10 new keywords to test. And again, it doesn't need to be keywords. It could be campaign types or ad, different ad types or different combinations or whatever it might be. The point is, is you sort of try to expand it. You try to get more volume, which generally increases the ACoS because 
It's hard to predict what the new ACoS of untested keywords and, and mm-hmm. impressions will be. And then you optimize it down and make the ACoS better. And then you expand it, try new things, and then you optimize it down. So that's generally the cycle that happens every sort of 30-day time frame. Yeah, it's definitely about that kind of uh, expand your reach and then cut back and optimize cycle. Um, by the way, Mike, have you ever... Do you remember the the uh, the app, the iPhone app game titled uh, Doodle Jump? I Did you think ever play so, that game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was like it was it was kind of popular for a time being, but it's like right. it's this little character. Right I'm uh, yeah, as we're recording, as I'm playing <laughs> Doodle Jump, it uh, it's a little cartoon character. He jumps on a trampoline and he like jumps up, and then like you're constantly going up your phone screen as he's like hitting the next trampoline. Anyways. Weird analogy, uh, but I was just thinking it's like that kind of idea where it's like you go up like two, two, three, four steps and then you come back one or two mm-hmm. and then you jump yep. forward three or four steps and you come back one or two. And that's kind of the idea behind, you know, ad management. It's like you're, you increase your total sales, but your A cost goes up with it and then you cut back and you, you know, get that efficiency of ad spend and then you may, might lose a couple sales with it. Um, if you want to get both sales and efficiency of ad spend all at the same time, um, you could totally do that. I mean, like we could, you could give us the login to your account. We could jump on in and like make optimizations so that, you know, by tomorrow and from then on, you're hitting your target ACoS. However, you know, you might lose so much visibility um, that in order to get that sales volume, it's just going to take time. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to take, because um, all of your ads, sorry, all of your products are going to have a much better ad quality score a year from now when they get more reviews, have just more history on them. Amazon's going to rank them better. Um, they're going to have better conversion rates. That'll happen. It's just going to take time. So, um, yeah, it, it all just comes back to what would you rather have? And that is that sort of expansion optimization is the crux of this episode. It's sort of saying where are we trending first? You know, are things going to, are are we sort of moving at warp speed or are we stuck in the mud? I think that's the first thing to consider uh, because that really, that really dictates, you know, how many sales you can gain from an expansion strategy and then how improved your ACoS can be with an optimization strategy. Then the next thing is, then we need to sort of look at that PPC triangle of speed, sales volume, and efficiency of spend. Uh, And then we need to sort of ask ourselves, what are the immediate goals here? Are we trying to scale total sales volume? If so, expect a hit in ACoS. Or are we trying to improve the ACoS? Well, then it may be possible that you may lose out on some visibility and some sales from that as you, you know, make decisions and say, hey, you know, this thousand dollars of spend I was getting at seventy five percent a cost. I'd rather take five hundred dollars of sales uh, at a you know thirty percent a cost. And Stephen, those are the expectations uh, for PPC campaigns. Yeah, I hope that's just really helpful for you guys. Um, whether you are a solopreneur who's launching your brand new product and you're just trying to wonder, you know, how should you set realistic expectations for yourself? Or if you are an agency partner and you're wondering how do you manage the expectations of your clients, uh, I think just thinking through that triangle of you know the Amazon PPC, out. yeah, uh, just really helpful to think through that speed, sales volume, efficiency of ad spend. Uh, just another way you could phrase that is uh, a traffic conversions or economics. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to you got to choose the two of the three. 
Mm -hmm. And clients like it when you, you know, because clients might come to you and they may say, hey, I want to increase my revenue and I want a better ACOS all in the first month. Go. And, you know, I think clients appreciate it when you tell them, well, actually, this is how it works. We're going to expand it. Then we're going to optimize it or we're going to start with an optimization round and then expand it. And that is the PPC Den this week. Have a great one, everyone. You can get all of our episodes at adbadger.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Mike here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as some of you may already know, the podcast isn't all that we do when it comes to Amazon. Uh, We actually spend the majority of our day working on building the best Amazon advertising tool we possibly can to help automate a lot of the concepts that we discuss during the show. Yep. And we appreciate you as listeners. We'd love your feedback about our app. Uh, And if you're interested in giving our free trial a shot, just head on over to adbadger.com slash podcast deal. That's adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thank you so much for the support, guys. We really do appreciate you and we'll see you next episode.